0: welcome to the awakened man podcast where we promulgate that your physical psychological and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness here we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles arming yourself with red pill knowledge as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory.
1: Hello everybody, how are you doing today? This is Gregory. I apologize for the audio quality. It might not be up to par, but after those two red flag episodes, it can't be any worse. They're doing construction on my house, so I have to stay in a hotel for a couple of weeks, and so I'm using the built-in microphone to my Mac. But either way, we persevere, we endure, we perdure. Today we're gonna to talk about how they don't love you, they don't care about you. Now this can be applied to quite a bit of things. Now when when I say they don't care about you, you're probably automatically gonna think women. And we'll spend some time on that, but. A lot of other aspects of life and the world don't care about you. They really don't. So let's look at women. Now, can women love men? Yes. Can women be devoted to men? Yes. Now, we know the opposite is true. Men throughout time have sacrificed their lives for their women. I mean, And how many movies are like that? How many movies where the man is perfectly fine until a woman shows up and then he ends up giving his life for her? Think of I Am Robot or I Am Legend, I should say, with Will Smith, right? He somehow is able to survive the zombie apocalypse until a woman shows up and then he ends up dying. But men are willing to sacrifice their lives. We look at War Bride Syndrome. We have an episode here, Why Women Move On Faster. Right? Men are not wired for War Bride Syndrome. Women are wired for adaptability. So the man will be like, I'll die for you because I'll die for principles and causes, which men will do for their ideology or their religion or their woman, their family. And women are like, okay, now you have a chance. You either you either die with your man or you become our sex slave slash wife. Um, I guess I'll go with you. So you have to understand the Paleolithic wiring of women. I mean, in everything, you have to understand the Paleolithic wiring of women. So the Paleolithic wiring of women is that they want to be with strong men because strong men can give them better seed and protect their seed and protect them. So their love is just fundamentally different than men's love. Their love is based on conditions. Their love is based on your utility, your usefulness to them. And so long as you're bringing some modicum of utility, especially in respect to another man in their life, then you're okay. Then you're okay. Now, Robert Breffaut, of course, has the sociologist from the the late, late 19th, early 20th century, Really flesh this out. That's why we have Burfo's Principle. Now, Burfo's Principle is essentially, and he saw it in the animal kingdom and he saw it with humans, that a woman's love is contingent upon you providing immediate utility, not past, right? So past actions don't guarantee future fidelity. We've talked about this in a past episode, so I'm not going to spend too, too much time on it. So if she leaves you after you paid off her college debt and paid off her, her consumer debt and her boob job and you watched her step your stepkids and she left you for a new guy, I don't get it. I loved her. I did everything. You don't understand women and how they love. They don't love us the way we love them. Okay. You have to provide some utility. Now, at the beginning, it might be different, right? Because they're glowing in the expectations that you're going to be different or you're going to change. But once disenchantment kicks in, good luck. You're either going to get cucked or, or cheated or she's going to become a bitter rage monster. Now, you might think, okay, what about men? Don't men love conditionally? Well, look, a man could love a beautiful woman that he can't have sex with let's say it's somebody that's in his life but she's a virgin or a self-espoused virgin but they they, they could still be married like a josephite marriage can mary and joseph never had sex so they call it a josephite marriage men could still be happy in that because they're basking in the beauty of a woman even though they're not getting what they really want from a woman which is sex but if she's kind and does all the other things he'll he'll be in that marriage. Men have a much higher pain threshold for marriage. Women have a higher pain threshold in general. I would agree with that. Even though you go watch movies like Lethal Weapon where Mel Gibson gets shot 100 times and somehow he can get up and walk around, but whatever. But we have a better, higher threshold to withdraw marital dysfunction. And so as the woman gets fat, as she becomes a nagger, bitter, she's always encroaching on your independence, she's trying to alienate you from your friends, she's trying to do all the shit tests on you, all these things. Men will still stay in the marriage, even if they're miserable. They'll look out the window and pine at their bachelor days before they had all this, before they had all these responsibilities, and think, oh, yeah, it was worth it when I was single or worth it when she was younger, before we had kids and all these responsibilities. But they'll stay in there. Women fundamentally don't love the same way. They will leave if they have the opportunity to leave, If somebody better comes along, they will monkey branch. If your utility isn't as high as the next guy. Oh, they'll find a way in their mind to spin it where what they do is the right thing to do. This is what we call solipsism. So even though they might break up the family and take the kids and leave you bankrupt, in their mind, I had to do what I need to do because dot, dot, dot. You know, Typically, they have to rationalize as you being narcissistic, controlling, and abusive. Dot, dot, dot. So that's solipsism. So she'll leave you and not think about oh, you know what? I just left him with no money and he, can, he never sees his kids. No, she doesn't think that. If anything, she's doing the opposite. She's practicing parental alienation and poisoning the kids against you or trying to make sure that the kids never see you. So just understand, if you want to play the game of marriage, you have to understand these basic principles. So if you want to roll the dice and marry, you have to be the highest branch to which she can swing to, meaning the highest SMV man in her life. So if you're making 50K, ain't gonna happen. She's probably gonna leave you eventually. If she has options, if she's a land whale, she probably doesn't have as many options. But if she's moderately attractive and still in her fertile years, you better watch out. You have to mate guard, mate guard, mate guard, mate guard and maintain your, your alpha masculinity. If you don't do both of those things, she's gonna meet a dude at work or she'll meet a dude on social media and ex on social media. She, she'll become disenchanted because once they become disenchanted, their solipsism will kick in and they'll think that they can, they're can, they justified to go find an ex, On Facebook or they're justified to have an emotional affair at work which can lead to a full-out affair now if you're making 400k and you're still pretty masculine and you're providing for her meaning she can still maintain a lifestyle that she doesn't deserve because she married into that money she married you she's not making barely any of that money and you're still giving her all the trinkets and the vanity stuff like my husband does this my husband does that and you're still being masculine, it might work, right? This is where you get from like like Rollo Tomasi and these married red pill guys. This is what they'll tell you because Tomasi's married. You read Rational Mail, you're like, what? You're married? <laughs> He's married. He'll tell you something like that. Stefan Molyneux will tell you something like that. They'll tell you, it, the, the game is worth playing and you have to just make sure that you are the best man in her life and she'll never leave. Uh, as far as I know, they, they, they're they not Nostradamus and they're not prognosticators. And still, that is no guarantee. So even if you are making the 400k, how do you know she's not going to turn into a land whale, bitter, fat, codependent, all these things? And now you're stuck with that. So at the beginning, when you were younger and she was hot, you'd walk into a room and you'd be proud of her. She's the most beautiful woman in the room. Now you're successful because you're aging like fine wine. We make more money as we get older. And you walk into a room with a 300-pound land whale. You're not proud of that. So look, they can love you, typically be at the beginning of the relationship, and typically it comes with a lot of provisions and provisos and conditions, and mostly is you have to keep providing utility, meaning you have to provide status and money. You have to be the human ATM machine. So that's your choice if you want to go into that. Who else doesn't care about you? Well, I mean, allopathic medicine. We we haven't had really an episode a lot in physical health recently, but look. Rice Krispies doesn't care about you. McDonald's doesn't care about you. Starbucks doesn't care about you. What they care about is profit. And so they will put the lowest quality ingredients in their food that will mimic higher quality ingredients to get you to buy it. They just want your money. They just want your money. We used to put cane sugar in sodas. Now we put high fructose corn syrup, which is a carcinogen and an obesogen. We used to put natural food dyes in food turmeric for example now we put petroleum-based color dyes like red 40 which is linked to bladder cancer and adhd and developmental problems everything hits the bliss point chips spaghetti sauce that perfect ratio of fat sugar salt because they want you to get addicted to it they don't care about you mcdonald's doesn't care about you They don't want you to be happy, happy meals. It's all getting you hooked on it. That's why they do happy meals. to get the kids hooked into McDonald's. That's why they have the playgrounds. So they'll become lifelong customers. You could say the same thing with Juul. They want you to start vaping early on so you'll be lifelong customers because you'll be hooked on their nicotine. Think of car dealerships. Same thing. They want you to be lifelong Toyota buyers. So you see a lot of big business. and certainly we'll stick to big food where people get confused. They think, that they really care about them. They don't care about you. They're using you for your money. If they cared about you, they'd be putting high-quality ingredients. I mean, look at all the toxins in the food. Look at all the pesticides that are on our our produce. Look at all the the hormones that are injected into our, our meat. Look at all the hormone disruptors in the environment. Plastics, phthalates, parabens, fluoride, electromagnetic radiation. We have episodes in all these things. If they really cared about you, they wouldn't have these things out there hurting you causing cancer, hormone disruptors, causing infertility. Big Pharma, you think Big Pharma cares about you? Big Pharma doesn't give a damn about you. Big Pharma wants every human to be in a state of chronic condition, chronic illness, because if you're either healthy, perfectly healthy, or dead, they can't profit from you. Again, they're beholden to their board. They're beholden to the profit. All businesses are, you can't blame them. If they're not making a profit, they have to close down. You are the prey. You can say you're the customer, but you're the prey. So Big Pharma, of course, wants you to buy their products. Big Pharma wants you to get sick by high-calibrated, low-nutrient-dense food that we eat for 20, 30 years. The crappy middle aisle packaged foods that have tons of sugar, tons of crappy trans fats, and, of course, what do we end up getting? High cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, joint pain, arthritis, whatever. Obesity. The metabolic syndrome, as they call it. And then Big Pharma will sweep in and be like, we can help you with your hypertension. And then you're on Diavan or Lisinopril for 40 years. Not ever thinking about the side effects that are that these drugs cause. And not ever Googling natural ways to lower your blood pressure. Because why would you... Why would you see, let's say, television shows do a lot of natural ways to lower your blood pressure? Because big pharma has bought out, big business in general, but certainly big pharma has bought out television. Think of the ads, right? How many drug ads do you see, especially in the nightly news for those few of you actually watch nightly news? So you really think that that television wants to piss off big pharma and take away all that ad revenue that big pharma gives them? No. So then big pharma comes in and you think that they're helping you, but no, they just want to make money off of you. Look look at the COVID vac. Pfizer, I did that episode. They're going to make $14 billion just this year from the COVID vac. And we talked about in that episode, you know, they're going to be different variants. Oh, you're going to have to get a booster every three to six months. They're saying, you know, all this nonsense. Why? Because they just want to make a profit. Now, we could talk about the population control agenda, what they're putting in the VAC, but that's not really here in this episode. So understand, Big Pharma doesn't care about you. Hospitals don't care about you. You guys worked in hospitals, you know. Like, like They don't even know your name until they knock on the door and say, oh, Mr. Jones. They don't know. You're just a number. Hey, what is the, what does the guy in room four need? Hospitals don't care about you. I used to work in hospitals. Let me tell you, we don't care about you. You're just a name and a number. Certainly the the hospital companies, HCA owns what? Like 70% of all the hospitals? It's not even like run by nuns or Baptists like it used to. You know, the church, the Baptist hospitals, the Catholic hospitals, they're all run by hospital conglomerations. Of course, they won't profit. They don't care about you. So who who really cares about you? Do sports companies care about you? Who's the fool who's spending, what, $80 on parking to go to Jerry Jones's Cowboy Stadium? I, I don't understand people's allegiance and addiction to sports. You're going to wear that dude's jersey? Are you his bitch, like they, like in prison? Yeah, I'm Tom Brady's bitch. This is a corporate entity. And just because they slap on the name of your city in front of their mascot, you think you're beholden to them and that you have to like them. when all they're doing is using you. They're using you. Ticket sales, parking sales, merchandise. They're using you. So who really cares about you? Like unconditionally cares about you. You, hopefully you. You could say your kids too, especially when they're younger. That's why you got to work on perfecting yourself for your, for your kids and for you, not for women. If you want to pursue the six sixes, as you do it for you, to make you a better person, so for example, your health is better, so you can live longer, so you don't have to be on drugs. Look, I'm 47, I'm not taking a prescription drug for anything. Theoretically, I could take it for insomnia, but do you know anything about Ambien? Please. That's why I have a website called Naturopathic Earth. Naturopathy. And, And the basic premise over there is Pharma should be the last resort to treating or preventing maladies, not the first resort. See, in allopathic medicine, the current state, it's for drugs of the first resort. Go to a doctor. Nine-minute average visit. Oh, I have this. I have that. And what do they do? What's their only way of treating things, essentially? Drugs. Go to that episode, how big pharma corrupted med schools. That's what they're taught. That's what they know. Oh, you want to be on an antidepressant? Oh, oh, sorry about the, all these horrible side effects and withdrawal. Oh, you're anxious? We'll put you on Xanax. Oh, we're we're not going to tell you about how horrible it is to get off of it. And you'll probably get hooked on it. You know all, all these things. We don't. So you want to care about yourself? Get off every drug, especially the psychiatric drugs, unless you're severely psychiatrically harmed, like if you have schizophrenia. But if you're on antidepressants and anxiolytics, slowly wean off. I'm not a doctor. Go consult your your psychiatrist on this. But ideally, fix your physical health, get in shape. Do it just so you can F the man. Just screw you, man. You're not going to take advantage of me. I'm going to get in shape so I don't have to be on any drugs. Know exactly what you're buying from where you're buying. Try to, try to buy organic, especially in the meats. Uh, we have an episode early on on which fruits absorb the most pesticides. So if you like apples and potatoes and tomatoes and spinach, you should buy those organic because they absorb the most pesticides, which are carcinogenic and hormone disrupting. And if you want to go to Whole Foods in these places, understand, okay, it's going to be better quality. I would agree. They don't use aspartame and food dyes in their their middle aisle foods, but just understand they're using you too. You know, they want your wallet, but at least they're giving you a better service. But most importantly, you have to think about you. You're the only one out there who cares about you. You think Big Pharma cares when you die? You think Jerry Jones cares when you die that the Cowboys are going to have this, this memorial service for you? don't care. You think Baptist Hospital is gonna care when you die? Do you think your ex is really gonna care when you die? Maybe part of her, part of that cold frozen heart that hasn't been you know completely frozen out of solipsism might care about you but overall do you think she really cares about you? No. So some of you might be sad and cynical by this episode but you have to understand this is the way of the world. You can either accept it, be a monk, Work on yourself and enjoy your freedom and autonomy, or you can get married and understand that you have to dodge Burfo's law, pass the shit test, maintain frame, and hope she does the same thing out of mutual respect or if she's a religious woman. But you have to care about you. And if you're one of those guys who hears an episode like this and then goes, churns and drinks a bottle of whiskey... Then, my friend, you got to work on yourself, man, because alcohol isn't going to help you. It gives you momentary respite, but it's going to destroy you in the long run. So fix your shit. Fix yourself. That's what MGTOW is about. Optimization of every aspect of your life. Do it. I don't want to hear victim mentality. We have an episode on that. Victim mentality. I don't want a victim mentality. If you don't like certain aspects about your life, fix it. Do something about it. And honestly, don't trust any business. Don't trust any business. And be very vigilant and weary and love yourself and care about yourself because ultimately your parents will care about you, your kids will care about you, but no business cares about you. No business cares about you and you need to understand that, guys. All right, if you appreciate my content anyway, please post an honest review. It would take you two seconds. Write something, then I'll read the review. There's two links in the episode notes, one for PayPal if you want to donate some money. We appreciate it to defray the cost of hosting this podcast because we have to host it on a, on a place, SoundCloud. costs money. There's also a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website. Click on that. It takes you to the website. There's hundreds of articles and recipes. Check it out. On the homepage, on the right side, there's my two books. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon so you can buy the books. But if you don't want to buy the books, which is a mistake... Anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours by going through our link, by clicking on those books on my homepage, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. If you want to talk one-on-one about red pill stuff, contact me over at clarity.fm. And lastly, subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and Confessions of an Obese Child, my three podcast channels. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than Needham. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.